Hello and welcome to Video Game Rations, a monthly book club style video game podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Swain. I'm Nolan Lorch. And I'm Eric Rager. We're here to deliver your monthly dose of video game nourishment. If you're unfamiliar with us, we are a couple of friends who pick a video game every month, try to complete it, and talk about our opinions on the game. For the month of March, we played Kentucky Route Zero. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Did you say root or route? <laughs> I imagine it's like the roof uh, roof, uh, or rough situation, <laughs> or a creek, or a crick. How oh, do you boy. think they say it in Kentucky? I didn't look it up. I don't know. I think it's a route. Kentucky Route I, Zero. I say route. Let's let's stick with that. I think I say route, but whatever. That's fine. We know <laughs> what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, before we talk about the game of the show, uh, we got some quick housekeeping. If you guys could share the podcast, leave us uh, any reviews, comments on Apple Podcasts. We actually got a couple fresh ones this month again. Ooh. So we're on a little bit of a hot streak for 2020. Nice. I like it. I like it too. So New Year's resolutions. People are finally... Finally yep. checking in. Them. Yep. It's the current only glowing beacon in 2020. <laughs> our, our Apple podcast reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, you can send us any feedback at videogamerations at gmail.com. We also want game recommendations. What would you like to see us play in the upcoming months? Um, any comments on the games that we're currently playing? All that fun stuff. Twitter at VG Rations. You can find us on there. And then our Discord is just getting active. People are piling in. It's blowing up. Yeah, we actually had to put a bouncer in front. Um, He's currently letting everybody in, but it's more like a steady pace. (laughs) Got to keep people six six feet apart. That's right. All that fun stuff. So before, uh, yeah, Kentucky Route Zero, we played that this month. Um, We like to get our headspace wrapped around into video games and talk about what we're currently playing. So Eric, (laughs) kick it it off. Yeah. Yeah. Not much going on over here in Eric's quarantine zone. Uh, pop in and out of Call of Duty a little bit, but nothing, nothing steady. Been busy, been busy. That's yeah. good. How about uh, you, Nolan? Uh, I've been playing a little bit of the Call of Duty with you guys as well. Um, I've been playing a little bit of the Animal Crossing. And uh, but mostly I've been playing um, Escape from Tarkov, which is um, just the most hardcore shooter game that I've ever played in my entire life. Uh, it is a like PC game. When they say like realistic uh, shooter, I feel like this is the most realistic in quotations, if you know what I mean. Uh, you there's no HUD. There's no map. It it basically says you load into like a zone, and you uh, it gives you like a place to go, like just the name of a place, and it says extract here, and then um, you have to fight your way across the map and find this spot. Uh, I have to use a map on my other screen because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> But uh, it's really fun and scary and intense. And You're breaking the realism there, Nolan. I know. I don't care, though. I'm still learning the map. I, yeah. I'm getting to a point where, like, this game feels like little victories, you know? Like, how just being able to, like, use the controls. 
and is like a win and then figuring out my cardinal directions in a map is a win so like every time i go back in i'm like a little bit better every time because <clears throat> even like if your gun is you have to like pull the mag out and check the magazine to see how many bullets you have and if you don't like in like call of duty like you take like four shots and then you just hit reload and it just automatically reloads a clip right and in this one you like whatever's in that magazine like if you take it out and put it away and put another one in like whatever's in that other magazine that you're carrying is like all the bullets you have basically hmm. see so, yeah you don't just add up to like eight bullets or whatever yeah you don't have like a hundred bullets and then like you can reload as many times as you want it's like you have yeah. two magazines but you have like 50 bullets and once a magazine's out you have to like load each round into that magazine again it takes forever you can hear it's like click 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 yeah it's i don't know it's it's pretty fun and um i started playing it with my brother and he because he just got it and it is so much fun with two people uh or i mean you can have uh squads up to five i think we've we were like running through yesterday and like we're still trying to like figure it all out and there's no indicator that he's on your team so you have to like be really you have to communicate a lot because we get lost from each other all the time and then i'll see him running across a map and i almost shot him because <laughs> i just saw he said he was over by like a blue fence and then he, i saw him and i took a pop at him but i luckily i missed yeah um i watched a good amount of people streaming this game and it is crazy especially playing with other people like you have to know what they're wearing so you know what they look like and constantly giving out your like location and stuff so you don't turn around and all of a sudden you're blowing up your buddy behind you and all that stuff it's really fun like and also uh it the main kind of like loop of the game is you mm -hmm. hop into a raid you loot as much stuff as you can including like weapons and then you try to extract because and if you die in the raid you lose everything so anything you bring into the game, like let's say you you like get out with like a sweet gun or like a really nice piece of armor, if you die in the raid, that's gone forever. Yeah, that's crazy. Every time you load in, it's just like instantly intense. And um, yeah. yeah, it's great. I'm really into it. And the more I play it, the more enjoyable it becomes. But nice. it's, it's also in beta. So it's really buggy and they're still working on some stuff. So I think they're going to add like more offline features and stuff. So you could like just play like with your friends against computer players, which is also really fun. So I don't know. We'll see. Nice. I, I swear this game had zombies in it when I first watched something. But well, so I guess like this is kind of like a evolution of DayZ a little bit. Like, it's the same kind of thing. Like, DayZ was, like, a really popular PC zombie game. It was really hardcore, same kind of simulation stuff, like loading bullets into magazines, like managing your inventory and backpack. Like Yeah. So I would really like to see, like, a larger company take this game and do something similar to it. Like, every time I play it, I think, like, this mode would be so good in, like, The Division or something. Mm -hmm. Because they have, like, this dark zone in the division but they it's not like you're looting and you're playing like computer players and stuff but 
it would be really fun if like it was like a little more hardcore like survival stuff so i hope uh, a pub g to like a, a to, Fortnite or apex type of job yeah like apex more specifically than Fortnite. but yeah right. for sure exactly that it's interesting it's really fun to watch uh on a stream just because there's so many different things that can happen and it's like really intense um and like the big jumps between like fights and stuff and the uh, different types of strategy are huge yeah like you're almost actively trying not to engage on people yeah yeah so uh it yeah it's really fun cool. yeah i'm curious how that would work with other games i'm just thinking of the reloading in general yeah like i don't i don't necessarily need that feature you know but like i just really like the like a looter shooter that has a little more stakes to it cool brian what are you what are you playing ah what am i playing the um long rumored uh call of duty free to play at battle royale game warzone mm-hmm. finally came out on march 10th <clears throat> it's built on mod- uh, call of duty modern warfare um but it's been rumored for a while i think when modern warfare maybe first came out there was like a lot of source code that people were diving into and it was uh in there um so that came out been playing that a lot it's really really fun um, it does some cool, interesting things to the battle royale genre, uh, like the gulag, which is when you die, you have a chance in a one one v one battle to redeploy again, um, which is really fun. Um, you can buy back your teammates. It's really just like a light, lighter version of a battle royale, kind of a more casual thing. It doesn't have as sharp as a learning curve as, say, Apex or a PUBG or something like that. Um, but I like it a lot. It's been fun. Um, haven't got a win yet. <laughs> I've played it quite a bit. We've gotten pretty um, close though. A couple times. We've got, we've gotten close a couple times. Uh, and again, the cross platform play, I, I think we've talked about that quite a bit on, on the podcast, but it's huge. So many people that in this generation, like for one reason or another, we split consoles and I can play with the, my friends that I haven't played with since, you know, Xbox One and PS4 came out. It's been it's been awesome. I I I think I prefer like Apex and like PUBG and stuff, or like because I like a little more of like a tactical shooter. But the fact that we can play with like all our friends who play on Xbox is like it will always be the deciding factor for me. Like mm-hmm. I just want to play with my friends. Yeah, for sure. I, and it, I mean, like I say that, like I'm dissing the game, and I'm not. Like I think, like I'm glad this game exists. Like I know, like when I play with my, like certain people, they don't want to play Apex because it's difficult managing your shields and all your equipment and stuff. Mm-hmm. And this game like removes all that and basically just like lets you kind of romp around, yeah. in with like in like a jeep and like parachute in and like all the loadout stuff is like very familiar to like old call of duty stuff so mm-hmm. yeah it's it's fun i will say the amount of people is insane though in it so many so many people 150 uh and and it's a huge map and just just because there's the gulag um 
and you can buy people back into it games are long like 25 25 minutes it honestly is it actually bugs me a little bit because you get into like the middle of the game and you're like you you have no sense of how you're doing yeah yeah uh i feel like they could just speed up the speed of the circle yeah and it would just push everyone so much more like it would be just way more intense i mean there's the circle is very unforgiving in this too oh yeah you cannot hang outside the circle like you can in some of the other ones but there's like the time between every time the circle moves is so long mm-hmm. and the map is so huge like it takes like you're you're basically like there's always like 10 minutes where you're basically not engaging with like anyone so yeah i feel like uh, especially the first two take a really long time but after that it starts to like really get moving and it oh it's almost to the point where it's hard to keep up so I think they they can balance that out a little bit better. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, like uh, it just came out. It's still technically in beta. So yep, yep. I'm sure they'll keep working on it. Season three is a week from Tuesday, and there was already a leak for what different type of uh, game modes they're going to rotate in and out and stuff. Oh, so cool. There's going to be like a hardcore mode. Um, there's going to be a headshot. It's like an insta kill. There's gonna be a thing where it starts out with a with a smaller circle, so I think they'll be messing around with it quite a bit, which is nice. cool. Yeah, that's rad. Yeah, I like being being in beta, but already having seasons set up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The seasons the seasons are more tied to Modern Warfare. Yeah, than they are. Yeah, um, Warzone. So. Yeah, you just like they just added that um, progression continues in Warzone on the same battle pass to the game that's already been out. So yeah. If you have the game, it you know, like you're kind of working on it already. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. My guess is that they intended to drop Warzone when season two came out, just so people would buy, you know, the battle pass for like the new people and stuff, because you know, it came out and there was we were like halfway through season two. So that's that's my guess. Yeah, you're probably right. They probably pushed it back a little bit. There's probably some stuff that they need to work on, but Whew, it's fun. It's, it's really fun. fun. I'm having a really good time uh, playing with all people I haven't played with since Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is that is the most um, like not rewarding feature, but just it's uh, reinventing the way I'm playing a little bit with my friends, which is great. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And I, I I really hope like in the future with the new systems and stuff like that just becomes more commonplace. I really hope it does. Definitely. So, uh, I was going to say things are a little different right now. Yeah, they sure are. (laughs) Uh, we are currently, we usually, uh, record all together, but, uh, right now, uh, we're on lockdown worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. Worldwide lockdown. (laughs) Um, so we're all recording from our homes. Uh, so if uh, there's a little bit of a dip in quality, apologies. But this is just how we're going to have to do it. Just blame me. Yeah, just blame Eric. <laughs> it's also hard without the eye contact. Because can, I can usually look at one of you guys and be like, yeah, you guys are take, like, you know, we like look at each other to kind of give each other like signals on who's talking next and stuff like that. It's hard to do. I will say that uh, when it comes to editing, it's going to be really easy to edit out talking over each other because our mics aren't picking up anything else but us. 
So, that's true. Oh, yeah, nice. That's true. Yeah. So this could possibly be the best sounding episode. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, not, whoa. not my preferred way of doing it, though. Yeah. No, this podcast is about friendship and hanging out. Been locked in too long. Um, so with that, uh, instead of our normal kind of gaming news segment, we were going to talk about kind of how we're dealing with um, the global pandemic, um, what kind of home quarantine hobbies in entertainment, what, what are we doing to keep ourselves busy? Uh, share uh, some tips maybe that uh, somebody will pick up on and hopefully help them deal with the stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. Nolan, you want to start? Sure. Um, so I uh, typically work from home already, so I'm kind of a I'm kind of already used to just being yeah. home a lot. You're in your comfort zone. I am in my comfort zone. So <clears throat> fortunately, have a lot of board games, but I just picked up a new one called Detective, which is a uh, crime solving game that you can play by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so it, I didn't uh, know it was solo, solo player. That's cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. You can just like, I mean, it, it's, you know, it's like one to five, uh, people. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's basically like they present you with a case and a deck of cards and you have different locations you can go to. And then when you go to those locations to look for clues, you pull a card from the deck and then like you keep that and it's like a clue to solving the case. And you have like Ooh. a, uh, you have like a certain amount of moves to make in a day. So like you have to, it's not just like, I'm going to look at all the cards. Like you're, you're only going to get like maybe a quarter of the cards uh, in like uh, each case deck. And then uh, at the end of the day, you have to try to kind of piece it together and solve the crime. And then there's like a, there's like a website that you go to that has like, it scores you and tells you how you do. And I think there's five cases that come with the game and they all kind of play into each other. Mm. So, yeah. Cool. I, so I just like set it up. I haven't even played a, uh, played it yet, but I've played a similar game called uh, Sherlock Holmes um, Detective Consultant Agency. I think that's what it's called. Um, <laughs> it's a same thing. Uh, you're like you work for Sherlock Holmes. You have like a map and a certain amount of locations and in that game, uh, you're basically just saying, I'm trying to solve the case before Sherlock Holmes does. And so you can make as many moves as you want. But at the end of the game, you score yourself against how many moves Sherlock Holmes made. And he usually makes five. And you're probably <laughs> going to make like 30, you know, unless you're right. just like insane at a deduction. Um, yeah. So it's just a really nice, like board games are great. Nice. Yeah, me and Cody have been doing that, and also a little bit of uh, you've probably seen on the Twitter, um, Animal Crossing has kind of taken over the quarantine space. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a nice little distraction. I feel like that game couldn't have come back come out at a better time. It's true. Yeah. It's very true. So it's like <laughs> just a super chill uh, town building game, you know. Well, people nice. were worried about getting their copies. Did you yeah. do it digitally, Nolan? I ended. I actually had it uh, set to come through Amazon, a physical copy, but then I canceled it and just bought it on uh, digitally because, nice. like, nice. it was like right when uh, Amazon decided to say like 
hey, we're pushing on non-essential items. So I was like, well, I don't need to buy anything from Amazon right now. I'll just cancel that. <laughs> yeah. So nice. How about you, Eric? Oh, man. I am working a lot. You deep in uh, home repair? No. Uh, just work's been like constant since uh, just the amount of emails I get now is just like tripled since everyone's working from home and online. So, yeah, constant communication with everyone is mm. uh, pretty intense. <laughs> so, yeah, no, a lot of, a lot of work. And then trying to do home repair. Uh, don't have any tips for say, staying sane besides uh, mm. doing a routine. We've been been walking the dog in the morning, which has been pretty good. <laughs> nice. And then <laughs> get out of the house for a couple minutes. And then, yeah, yeah um, trying to find another project to do and then get it done. It's been about it. The gaming's been very low, which I thought it would be a lot higher, but it's not. Mm. Mm. That's too bad. I'm the exact opposite. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so jealous. (laughs) Brian. Nice. Um, yeah, it's, I've been working from home since March, uh, 13th or 20th. Hold on. Sorry. This is confusing. March 13th, actually, man, it's a huge adjustment for me. Um, I, I like going to the office and seeing people and, so not that not that you guys don't or anything like that, but um, yeah, definitely an adjustment. Alicia is uh, started working from home this week too. You know, it hasn't been hard. It hasn't been easy. Um, so just trying to trying to keep occupied, trying to keep busy. Uh, my gym, of course, is shut down, so I've been running outside, which has been really nice, actually. Um, Nolan, you were kind enough to send me over the PlayStation camera we bought a couple of years ago. <laughs> um, so I did my first, uh, my work work days have been cut back by a day. So I did, instead of working, I streamed all day pretty much. Ooh, yeah, you did. Um, yeah, you did. And that was pretty fun, actually. I played Warzone all day. Some buddies hopped, hopped in and out of the game and the stream. It was pretty cool. I think I'll probably keep that up for the foreseeable future. I don't know if i'll keep playing warzone i might mix in some other stuff but you know it was fun i enjoyed it it was a good little setup uh you get the the people in the chat man i tell you <laughs> are you talking the in-game chat yeah in-game chat oh goodness yeah my goodness you gotta be careful <laughs> absolutely um i got i have my uh guitar set up next to my work desk um so I've been playing that a ton, actually, which actually has been nice. Oh, nice. Rebuilding. My, my pinky callus is completely gone, but she she's built back up again. So <laughs> not too bad. Um, some have good movies uh, recently come out came out, too. So I was going to say, have you done any of the new movies coming out? Um, no. I mean, 1917 is on my list. I really want to see that one. Uh, and Uncut Gems, I want to watch that one, too. So Yeah, Uncut Gems was like... Five bucks, and then 1917 was like fourteen dollars. <laughs> I thought Uncut Gems was on Netflix. Is no, it? It'll be. Uh, I think Amazon owns most of the A24 stuff, mm. so it'll most likely be on Amazon before it's on the other ones. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll we'll rent those ones sometime soon. Nineteen Seventeen just came out for rental on Tuesday, so maybe that's maybe that's why you saw the fourteen ninety nine price because before Tuesday you could only buy it. Oh, gotcha. Um, I'm looking forward is to any, seeing that movie though. Is anyone out uh, touching the red boxes or? I I did not. Uh, we did that last weekend. Um, I might do it again this weekend just as an excuse to get outside. <laughs> so, well, not this weekend, but you know, sometime soon. Yeah. It's just so much cheaper to red box than digital. It's like $4 cheaper. Yeah. It's like Blu-ray is like five. I think it's two, two. You can go rent it at the box for a dollar 80. This is 1917 mm. on, de- on demand for four ninety nine, mm-hmm. or you can buy it on demand for 20 bucks. Go ahead. Nolan. Oh, I was just going to say, um, if you're a horror fan, Shudder is giving away like a 30-day uh, trial period. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can get their the Shudder app. They have um, some movie channels that they just keep streaming movies. You don't like pick them. And they're just like based off of genres of horror, which is pretty sweet. So I've been kind of doing that in the morning, like when I'm like, baking breakfast or cleaning the kitchen or something nice oh they just run like a live channel yeah so it's like uh i know the criterion collection does it too like they have like genres and you can like just click one like if you want to watch samurai movies it just like will play them over and over which is really cool because you like sometimes with streaming you like get this massive list of movies and you're like i don't know what i want to (laughs) watch nice yeah yeah, I mean, uh, assuming that this is going to go quite a bit longer, I'm going to start dipping into my Kindle. I have some books on there um, that I've been re- meaning to read. Um, yeah. And maybe some comic books that I have previously downloaded that I never finished. Too. Nice. So, yeah. I feel like uh, uh, Comixology had like a free month trial thing too. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. One of them, one of them did. Uh, I can't remember which one, but... Uh, yeah, I, I downloaded Dune for the Kindle. Oh, jeez. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> trying in preparation of the HBO series. Uh, maybe I'll do that. Wait, they're doing an HBO series? I thought they were doing a Aren't movie. They? No, that's the movie. Oh, okay. The movie then. Sorry. The guy who did Blade Runner. Yep. Denny yeah. Villanueva. Yeah, they did a. There's a poster for the, for the font out. Which is super nice. lame to think about, but uh, it's up. <laughs> if you want to watch a really great uh, Dune movie in preparation, you should watch uh, Alejandro Jordanowski's Dune, which is a documentary about him basically getting a blank check to make like the ultimate Dune movie. Mm-hmm. Like Pink Floyd was going to do the soundtrack, Mobius did all the character designs, H.R. Geiger was doing like set design. It's a really awesome documentary just about uh, Dune and Alejandro Jordanowski, who's just this wild-ass 70s psychedelic uh, director. So I tried I to find that it. for a long time. I could never find a stream of it. Uh, you have to. I, it's not on anything. Like You just have to rent it, um, or you can illegally download it if you so whoa, are whoa, so whoa. inclined. <laughs> but, yeah, it's good. So there was going to be there's a there's a Dune spinoff series uh, for HBO Max when that was supposed to come out, but oh, it cool. looks like 
that is no longer happening. I mean, I, I think a Dune, a Dune um, series would be probably better, like a mini series, you know, because it's the mov- than a movie. It's just like there is a lot going on in the Dune like lore. So, yeah, for sure. But it could easily be like Game of Thrones heavy. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> All right. Um, anything else to add, gentlemen, before we move on? No, it's just crazy times. It is crazy times. Everyone uh, stay safe and yeah, stay stay safe, stay healthy. We're all fortunate to still have jobs. I know some people have been laid off, which is unfortunate. And definitely, I I'm sending good vibes out into the world. One thing um, that Jason Schreier posted on Twitter that I thought is pretty cool. he lives somewhere in New York City. I think he lives in Manhattan. And at 7 o'clock every night, uh, people get out on their balcony or whatever and just cheer for uh, the healthcare workers and give like a huge round of applause and stuff like that. And he says it's pretty loud because, you know, New York typically, of course, pretty loud city. Everybody's inside right now. So it's really quiet. But at 7 o'clock, like, it just gets really loud because everybody's just cheering on everybody in the in the healthcare world right now which is pretty awesome too that's pretty that's pretty crazy man yeah they sent around something to do it here in oregon oh really yeah they're supposed to do it every night at seven as well but i have not heard it my neighborhood Hmm. i missed that memo they didn't come to my oregonian mailbox i will forward it to you (laughs) okay great (laughs) uh so eric what what snack would you pair with this uh with this game Ooh, so this is a tough one uh you know, dire times, scrounging around the house, seeing if I even have <laughs> snacks. Uh-huh. Um, but I believe around Act Three, a snack just kind of hits you, and it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I have the supplies to make it. It is a brick sandwich. It's just a brick between two slices of bread. <laughs> Okay. I will be enjoying that sometime later. Nice. Um, hopefully, I'll just be eating the bread and not the brick. Yeah, please don't eat the brick. Um, den- I don't know if dental is considered uh, it's high not. priority. But, it's not um, essential right now. <laughs> brush those teeth and don't eat bricks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what was the name of the bar? The Lower Depths. The Lower Depths. Uh, in the interstitial... Um, as you're wa- you're watching the patrons have a conversation, there's mm-hmm. many uh, <laughs> there's just bricks, <laughs> sandwiches all over the place. <laughs> That's a good snack, uh, yep. especially in these hard times. <laughs> Very yeah, good. Yeah. Um. The next one's gonna be tough because it's like I gotta both play the game and try and prepare a snack <laughs> uh, without going outside. So, <laughs> just uh, add it to the grocery list for your next run, or just Amazon it. Essential yeah, Amazon purchase. All right. Time to dive into the game of the show for March. We played Kentucky Route Zero, developed by Cardboard Computer. Uh, it's a point-and-click uh, game that contains text-driven dialogue. There are no traditional puzzle or challenges, with the focus of the game being storytelling and atmosphere. The player controls Conway, Conway by clicking on the screen either to guide him to another location or interact with other characters and objects. The player also has the choice to choose Conway's dialogue, <clears throat> excuse me, and occasionally the dialogue of other characters during in-game conversations. 
The game is separated into various locations, which Conway can travel between using his truck. A map is shown when traveling on the road. The player must guide the truck icon to the destination they're choosing. Most of the areas where the player has been pointed or sent out to. At certain points, the player takes control of other characters and their narratives. That was the uh, initial description when the game was kickstarted, I believe. Um, it's an adventure game. Uh, not. Uh, it was originally uh, PC only, but once they released to the final act um, earlier this year, it came out on Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, um, and that's what I got. Yeah, I looked up... Um... So I was one of the early adopters of this game when it was on Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Nice work, Eric. Uh, yeah, I'm so proud of myself. I'm proud of you. I'm proud uh, of you, too. But, I, yeah, I couldn't find anything. This is just like a three-man team, and I they haven't really done anything else. Yeah, they've been busy doing this for the last... <laughs> they've been working on it for almost a decade now. So. Yeah. Yeah. It must just be like a... not Not that it's a side project, but, you know, it must be like a... A passion project yeah i um i didn't back this game i thought i did but after looking back i definitely didn't but i did um i do remember uh it coming out and i did uh uh play the first act in 2013 like when i played it again i do not remember a lot about this game <laughs> or mm-hmm. i didn't remember a lot about this game <laughs> yeah, I believe I believe I did the same. So they used to kick out um like basically just like executable files that you would run on your computer and it would just run on the desktop. It wasn't through Steam or anything. Um so yeah, they would just like whenever the game came out, they would kick you like a download and then it would update with the oh, next crazy. section. So you would just have a folder named uh Kentucky Route Zero with like a couple <laughs> I literally when I started replaying this, I deleted that folder because I had it on Steam too. I, I thought I played Act 1 and Act 2, but it became, it became pretty clear that I did not play Act 2. I just played the Act 1. Yeah. So then you both played it on the PC then? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, played it on PC. Uh, you played it on? The Switch. I played it uh, on TV and handheld. Um, maybe 60-40 split, 60 on TV, 40 on handheld. Um I was a little worried that uh, the text might be too small on handheld, but it actually worked out pretty well. I kind of, I thought the same thing. I was a little worried that maybe it'd be too small, but it just makes sense to play it in handheld mode, Um, especially as the game progressed and how much reading you're doing. I was Uh like, man, it would be so, I kind of wish I played it on the Switch so I could just like read it in like a comfy chair, like a book. I was going to. Yeah, I was going to say the handheld mode kind of plays into like the book style nature of the game. Like I did the last the last bit of act 4, the interlude in act 5 completely on the switch in like one sitting. Um and I was like, man, I probably should have played it in this way the entire time just kind of like bundled up with some I had like some headphones on and uh the interlude before act 5 has like a bunch of atmospheric like rain and storm sounds. Yeah, it, and it was just soothing. Yeah, soothing. I was like, <laughs> man, I this probably would have been the way to play the entire game, but maybe yeah, I'll pretty... maybe I'll run through it again at some point and uh, give that a shot. I was pretty yeah, I was pretty jealous when it came out on Switch um, for that reason. Yeah, me the same. Um, I will say though. So on the Switch, are you just like moving the characters around like with the joystick? Yeah, so 
Um, it depends on what what section you're in. The controls kind of change a little bit. Um, you can most of the time you can flick like left or right, and it'll kind of go to like wherever the next um, dialogue box is, or you know, like an examine box. Um, so you can kind of just scroll between those, and your character kind of just moves. Sometimes you're just freely walking, and then some other times, like when you're the cat in Act 5, it's more like a cur- mouse cursor type of situation. Um, but, but you're still, also, you're still you're using playing, the joystick. You're not doing, like, touch controls, right? Well, yeah, when you're playing handheld, you can actually click on the screen like it is a, a mouse. Do you get the, the cool little animation of the... The, the spike horseshoe. with the horseshoe? You do not. You don't? No, no. Even no. when you're doing uh, the touching the screen? I don't think you do, no. It's one of my favorite parts about this game. I caught that when you were doing your, your twitch.tv slash video game ration stream <laughs> on Tuesday and Thursday night <laughs> yeah, where you play the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I noticed you mentioned that, and I was like, oh, that's a cool little... It's a really cool little animation um, mm-hmm. click. And yeah, it just, it just like, is like a, it's kind of a note to the game on how much care goes into every little aspect of this game, Mm -hmm. which I really appreciate. Nolan, did you, um, on PC, you can switch to keyboard mode, which I did last night playing, uh, act five. Uh Uh-huh. Keyboard mode. Uh, Yeah. So, um, it just lets you use the arrows and the enter key. Oh, uh, I do. I, I did not do that. Uh, it was really helpful when you were the cat in the last scene. Really? Yeah, because I felt like I was with the mouse. I was just randomly clicking every clicking everywhere, and mm-hmm. then the keyboard let me like kind of navigate better. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I didn't mind the clicking or like the kind of random running around. Um, but that's cool that they have that feature. Any sort of like accessibility as far as controls go, I'm pretty into. Um, so um, o- overall, the the game is told in five different acts, each within an act, each different location, or each location counts as a scene, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then between the acts, there are interludes that kind of just add additional flavor or context that might not be directly happening at the same time as the main story. Right. It could be sometimes it's in the past, sometimes it is current, mm-hmm. but it's, uh, you know, just not where the main characters are. Uh, so with that being said, how did you guys separate how you played the game? Did you do it in chunks? Did you do it at like larger chunks? Yeah, I think um, for me, just having to replay the act one and the interlude again, I played, I think, all those in one big chunk. And then uh, later, I kind of split it up. I tried to basically uh, ride Nolan's coattails and figure out how long each section was. <laughs> nice. And then divide that up based on the time I had available <clears throat> to play it. So it's kind of what I did. Okay. Um, uh, Nolan? Yeah. So, I mean, like you said, I uh, I ended up streaming this game. Um Every Tuesday and Thursday night, I'm going to probably continue to stream our games. It's a nice little, uh, it's a nice little structure to get through all our games. So um, I broke it up into basically 
uh, doing one act and interlude um, each session. Uh, there was, um, I think, act three. There's only four interludes, and I broke it into five streams. So I think act three was pretty long, so I didn't do an interlude. And then act I, I tagged the interlude onto act four, which is even a longer section, and um, which was a mistake. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so I basically broke it up into five uh, sessions and tried to do each act, uh, one act at night. Um, yeah, I mean, the, I I agree. I think the acts are like really like the natural break. I find it would be if you did quit mid-act, which I actually did at the tail end of act four, just because that one went so long. Yeah. Um, but I but I don't. I knew I was diving in the next day, so it wasn't a big big deal for me to do that. Sure. But, without splitting it up at those times yeah i feel like it would be really tough to keep track of exactly what's going on yeah um, yeah for sure I, they're just like it's no different than chapters in a book like quitting mid-chapter is like it's rough it's rough but yeah. you know in a book you look a couple pages ahead and you're like oh i got five pages left i yeah. can easily bang that out in 10 minutes whereas here you have no idea how many scenes you're potentially going to have yeah uh in an act and you can potentially make certain acts run longer depending on your what choices you want to do too so yeah for sure yeah that was my main um problem i think i told you guys both about it but um the lower depths interlude scene yeah yeah i was i played it like before going to bed i like played a little bit of it well mm-hmm. a good amount of it and then i turned the game off not knowing it's not like a save where you are system. It's basically save at the end of sections. Yeah. Scenes. Yep. yep. So then I had to replay that and it was just like so tedious to like either click through it the whole time or you could like focus on areas and just let the dialogue run. Um. So at some point I just kind of walked away and then waited for um the parents to show up later and then like continued from that point. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, if I, like, I thought about taking a break, like, especially in chapter four, because it was getting really late, and I was, like, burned out trying to uh, read everything out loud, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I would have probably have taken a break, like, there's uh, scene breaks that, are, if you're going to take a break, that would be it, but I just powered through because I wanted right. to get it done, but. Yeah, I, I did <laughs> like how the first couple of acts were or at least act one and two were small chunks, like maybe an hour, hour. I think the first one maybe took me an hour and the second one, maybe an hour and a half. But when you get to like three and four and they're like two and a half to like three hours, when you combine them with the interlude. Yeah. Whoo. That yeah, gets dude. to be a lot. <laughs> yeah. Three didn't, three didn't bother me as much, but four definitely was like, I was, it was just like one hour too long. I was like, I'm yeah. so ready to be done. But yeah. I guess it was three uh, hours for that one for me. And then the the interlude was like 30 minutes or an hour. So Now, did yeah. you know that there is an interlude after Act 5? I did not know that. No. You can you have to unlock it by doing a certain thing, but there <sighs> there is. <clears throat> That's interesting. Um, yeah, I'll uh, Did you uh unlock send it? You guys the link. No, I didn't. I was just trying to see how long 
or I was missing something at the end of act five to get like to progress the, the next step, you know? So I looked it up and I saw that there was uh, another oh. ending. I was like, oh shit. But you have to like reset the game and stuff essentially. It's not huh. quite as easy just to unlock it, but yeah. I will say I'm pretty high on this game. I liked it a lot, um, but I don't like this. I want to know the whole story. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, this game didn't feel like overly, it didn't feel like a like a 100% a game, you know? It was more like reading a book. So I feel like it's doing a disservice to uh, like keep this locked behind something, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Interesting. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Because I stopped playing it as a game and tried to like, think of it more of as like a narrative experience and i'm just Mm -hmm. like i'm here to enjoy the story and like i don't mind like being able to change my uh, like to also be part of the narrative but i would have liked to have had all the content you know what i mean like i'm a a little bummed i totally missed this section yeah definitely understandable i definitely had some uh thoughts on like character progression too that kind of made me like um mad at the choices i made Mm. or not mad but you know i was like oh i should have done this to do this type Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm. and i don't know if that was me just reading and trying to rush through some sections sometimes or not knowing what was coming next so Mm -hmm. i would just make the wrong choice for that character so yeah i kind of feel it feels weird to have a hidden section in this game even though i know there's sections you can miss which we can talk about later, but yeah. Um, yeah. yeah it's, it's interesting. I guess the next thing we have is talking about characters um, and like how you do have choices in the dialogue and just overall to like your guys's point, I had a hard time telling how much my dialogue choices shaped the story going forward. I could tell like how you could shape how you want your character to be, you know, you like, if you're like overall, like kind of pessimistic or like, you know, just kind of your overall uh, traits of your character. But I had a hard time telling if that was actually like making deviations to the actual story. Right. So I, I don't, I was thinking about this too. I don't think you are besides outside of the chapter. Like, I don't think it carries over. It's not like if you do something wrong in Act 1, it's going to change what you do in Act 4. Because I think those beats are always going to be the same. Mm -hmm. You just kind of say what happened to that character's past. Or Mm. what's going to happen to them in the moment. Yeah. Okay. That was kind of my understanding as well. Like, you're kind of directing the character, like the character narration a little bit. Like mm-hmm. almost like a choose your own adventure, but the only time that I feel like you were really missing out on um, like alternative story was just uh, in chapter four when you're deciding, um, do I stay on the boat or do I go on land? Right. Um, that was, but and then you're just kind of choosing what characters you want to kind of spend more time with. Correct. So I don't think I don't think like your choices were really affecting the overall narrative as far as like besides maybe this like one interstitial or interlude not being Mm -hmm. on like locked but 
once I kind of figured out like, okay, like this is the structure of the game. Like I'm not going to worry about like if I'm making the right or wrong choice, I'm going to just kind of try to make the choices that I feel like fit the character and how I perceive them, Mm -hmm. which I thought was like a pretty interesting idea. Uh, Like compared to like other RPGs, like let's say Dragon's Age, Mm -hmm. uh, you're trying to pick the right dialogue choices to get more information about their characters. Right. Whereas in this game, you're you're like shaping the characters. Yeah. And yeah, I, it's I, an interesting twist for sure. Yeah, I just thought that was like a really cool narrative choice. Like you you can choose to say like like how much of an alcoholic Conway is basically. Like if he's still <laughs> struggling and like yeah. I, I I like that aspect of the game, you know. So Yeah. Uh to well, your point, just real quick, in Act Four, um, even when you do choose to like pick a leave a character on the boat like they still have their own like individual moments too which is interesting except for one of them i wanted to see what was happening is like stay on the boat and take a nap <laughs> and oh, really? all, all he literally does is take it takes a nap <laughs> so <it's> like, <laughs> it was like scene it just was like the scene was like uh you know maybe like 15 seconds or something so wow. like damn come on that's crazy so miss like yeah, a that- huge uh probably yeah plot point in that or at least a character development point in that little spot yeah yeah that act had the most choices of any of them yeah but like so we can go back real quick to act one Mm -hmm. um when you're in the mine i was wondering this too and i think that kind of set the tone for the rest of the game was like those rocks fall on your leg yeah Mm -hmm. And you have two choices. Well, yeah, you, you might have three, but one of them's like my leg's fine. The other one's like my leg's stuck under the rock. Yeah, yeah. What did you guys pick today? I think I chose my leg is stuck under a rock, and I, I think I did the same thing. So I did my leg is fine, and Shannon is just like your leg is clearly not fine. You have a limp. Like okay, so, so yeah, so your choice doesn't really matter. It just affects I, what they. Yeah, I think in that dialogue part, it's just like either your character's playing coy or, you know, like, you know, like some people like, we'll take a nasty fall and they're like, I'm fine. It's like, dude, you're bleeding out of your head. Like that type of thing, you know? (laughs) Yeah. 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 And they're like, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's like, no, you're, yeah. You know, you know, what was like an interesting point too? we're really deviating from our character conversation here, but, um, well, we can come back when we're talking about like agency and what you think is kind of going to happen too, when you go, below the gas station and you find you need to find the the d20 the dice right <laughs> you have the option to keep it or leave it on the table right so i'm like that to me was like kind of setting the table for like a kind of more traditional point and click adventure yeah i i don't know if that ever came into play at all did you leave it or did you grab it i i think i i'm pretty sure i left it okay so i took it i, I left it too Okay, so um, when you when you pick it up, you take it with you, and then you can go to it in your like. There's like an items list, basically, right? Right, log. right. Yeah, and you can go over to it and roll it when you're on the on the route, which is pretty cool. So <laughs> it's got like a really sweet like uh, aesthetic. Um, but then in Act Five, uh, those characters that you're that you're watching that disappear mm-hmm. are they're they're uh, characters that kind of stick with you through the interludes and then they come into chapter five. Right. And um, 
Shannon ends up giving them back the D20, and oh, okay. they, they're playing again at, like, a picnic table. Oh. Yeah, I didn't get any of that. Oh, yeah, it was, it's, uh, it's, it was, like, a cool little moment that I... Yeah, that's a cool way to tie in Act 1 and 5. And 5, yeah. But that was only because you kept it, you think? Yeah, because yeah. because uh, um, in Act Four, when you're on the boat, Shannon's wearing Conway's jacket, hmm. and and then uh, she has she finds a D twenty in her jacket in the jacket. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So like, well, I mean, we we can transition that into favorite character too. We can kind of talk about <clears throat> how we felt the progression of choices kind of shaped them a little bit. Yeah. So like the the first three chapters really focus on Conway, right? And he's you're kind of like he's like the main character. Well, actually, maybe just Act One and Two, and then it then like the ensemble of people kind of grow into a few different characters. It starts to like get more about like uh, like the party that like this traveling group of people, mm-hmm. um, which I thought I just I honestly really liked a lot of the characters um i really liked ezra the kid the the dapper kid that hangs out with you and Mm -hmm. he's like this like adventurous kind of um oh what's the word um innocent this game has kind of a really sad aspect about it like everything's kind of they're in this part of the state that's run down and being kind of overtaken by the power company and everyone's kind of being displaced mm-hmm. and there's just this like fancy boy who has like a giant eagle and he's like his outlook on life is basically just like an adventure you know like he yeah he's a kid yeah which is is really cool like it's a nice juxtaposition amongst like the rest of your crew that you're with yeah um, but also like i i really like Junebug and johnny like i thought they mm-hmm. were really cool and I liked I liked the just like I didn't expect as much like music folklore aspect to this game. Mm-hmm. Like I thought that was a really cool theme. So like you're meeting like a Johnny and Junebug are like in this rad like pop band and um, Whisper Wave. Yeah, and then uh, you meet uh, someone else named. Um, Is it Kate or uh, it's no? Like it's Clara. Clara? Yeah. Yeah. She plays like the um, uh, theremin. theremin, which is really cool. Like so, mm-hmm. I don't know. I I I thought like a lot of the characters were pretty interesting. I think, I think Ezra was probably my favorite, but um, I just really I thought like all the characters are pretty interesting and unique. Uh, Brian, do you have a favorite or? Yeah, um, I think Shannon was my favorite um, because she was the one that was trying to be like the most understanding of everybody's um, kind of issues and problems and what was going on in everybody else's life. And she has her own issues, like trying to find her sister and stuff. Cousin. Uh, oh, cousin. Yeah. Um, yeah. She was she, definitely the most grounded. Yeah. And she, you can kind of, you can play her like way more reserved if you want. And like, I don't know, just understands everybody tries to get, to the root of what what drives people, which I found pretty interesting. Um, like she get, tries to get to like their individual motivations, um, and she has her own, you know, of course, like everybody else does. But she's not like op- openly outward about it. Yeah, I thought she was pretty cool, even at the end when 
Conway is uh, enslaved to the whiskey distillery company or whatever <laughs> yeah. it is. Uh, like still continuing on with the delivery. She's like, you know, you know, Conway's my friend and they were like together for like, you know, a couple days. She's like, so let's, you know, get this stuff delivered for him, which was, you know, yeah, could have uh, could have been a means to her own end to trying to solve her own puzzle. But, you know, it seemed like she had good, good intentions. Yeah, for sure. Compared to some of the other people. Yeah, I feel like um, just throughout the game, I was really into Conway. And then it kind of took a weird twist at the end that I didn't realize was happening. And then kind of Shannon became the favorite. But uh, yeah, Conway's story was very interesting. We should yeah. dive into that a little bit. But yeah, it's, um, it's overall tragic, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he, he was definitely my favorite just because you had so many choices around him for like at least the first mm-hmm. three acts, I think. Yeah. I think, I, I think like the first three acts were really focused on him and Shannon and then kind of the other characters kind of start to come in, especially in act four. Act four had a ton of characters. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> I, I love the whole like Weaver thing throughout too. We can talk about that. Yeah, Weaver, she was like an interesting mystery throughout the whole game, you know. I honestly wish we would have learned a little more. Maybe that comes into the last chapter. That's lots yeah, of Yeah, definitely. I mean, I kind of, I was just guessing that that was going to be the climax, especially in the interlude before Act 5 when she, like, interrupts the, the, the station that you're directing. And it's way more, like, eerie than you understood because you kind of just get, like, folklore about her you're like oh yeah she did this and yeah that. And, for sure and then you actually experience it at the end and i was like oh man this is gonna be like some x-files type shit yeah maybe maybe an act five which doesn't really pan out to be the or turn out to be the case i think me and nolan talked about it but even after act one i was like i'm pretty sure she's dead yeah because first she's in her house for a quick second and then she's gone and then she has a gravestone outside with her last name so it was yeah. like a whole yeah i think so they kind of set her up to be kind of like a ghost from the beginning which yeah so when when they were like in the um interlude before act five like when she started to like they started to play up her lore a little bit it was like okay sweet do you guys um, want to go back to conway real quick yeah, dude. Talk about it. his little his little arc, or I, I guess major arc. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That whole the whole him being a alcoholic kind of threw me for a loop there towards the end. Yeah, I didn't realize uh, that was the overall thing. I thought it was like the doctor mentions, "Hey, we kind of had to fix your leg by essentially taking it off and replacing it with these polygons," <laughs> <laughs> which was really cool. Uh, it was. Oh, like, yeah, I like the. The style of the prosthetic leg or whatever it was. Well, so then after that point, he said, you know, watch out for these drugs. They're kind of weird and they'll make you hallucinate and forget things. Mm -hmm. So my choices from then on out were just I tried to be as real as possible. Mm -hmm. So I didn't seem like I was saying crazy stuff. Mm. And then by the end of like act four, people were like, oh, you're saying crazy stuff. And I was like, I've been saying normal stuff this whole time. (laughs) Interesting. So me switching to be like a drunk alcoholic was kind of weird for me. Mm. Uh, now, in the earlier acts, doesn't he say several times that he like doesn't drink and stuff? Like he's like, yeah. I, don't, I don't touch the stuff. And 
all that stuff. So I, I assume that was him hinting at at being an alcoholic. Um, I don't know. I mean, I found the turn to be like inter- like pretty, I don't know, kind of out there a bit because just the first couple acts, you know, you're like just this delivery guy. You got to go, you know, take this thing to five dogwood driver or whatever it is. He seems pretty motivated. He's got a cool dog. Like, what was, what's you know, your name, by the way? Ho- Homer. Homer. Oh, nice. blue. Blue for yeah. me, too. Nice. I saw Nolan on uh, twitch.tv slash video game rations that <laughs> you didn't name the dog the first time. Yeah, it was. I accidentally clicked it. Like, uh, Oh, accidentally. Okay. And then so I was sad. like, why did I do that? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I would have just deleted it. my save file and started over. That's basically what I did. <laughs> so. But yeah, I mean, you're, you're motivated about getting your one like last delivery done. You got your trusty dog, your trusty truck and all this stuff and uh you know his leg gets crushed and then he's just crippled by debt i mean i guess now that i'm like saying it out loud like is that like it's got to be a view on like american society probably yeah i i mean like this obviously this game is being produced like made over many years so i think some of the ideas in each of the acts kind of reflect the time a little bit yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, uh, <clears throat> like I think a major theme of this game is loss and dealing with like a bad situation almost. And a lot of the characters are being misplaced out of just like debt. And mm-hmm. I mean, Conway is like an older person. He has this. He just lost his job basically because they're like the company he's working for is closed, mm-hmm. and he's like trying to go on this quest this like last quest before death almost you know yeah so i don't know like i mean it's definitely pretty wild and up for interpretation but i think i was surprised i didn't expect it was going to go that way and I, I i thought his i thought his story was like tragic but also like poignant i guess you know what i mean yeah it was a, it was just a bummer to like see him disappear so quickly it was yeah uh, that was a hard that was a hard spot right there was it end of the end of act three it was the end of act Uh, four four and he's well like the entirety of act four he's just like drunk right and nobody talks to him pretty much for the most time at least is the way that my story played out and then he was kind of wiling out (laughs) yeah and then the the hard times whiskey folks just take him and it's like oh he's gone He's talking to him throughout the whole chapter, too. Yeah. Which is pretty interesting. So I skipped the whole rum colony section. That was a good section. Which supposedly is like a a big section of the game. I missed that one, too. Oh, you did? Oh, man. I did whatever the other choice was. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's it's Shannon watching VHS tapes. Yep. I did that. Gotcha. Because I was explains more about Weaver. Yep, I was trying oh. to find, find the Weaver stuff. Interesting. Yeah, so um, I can since I went to the rum di- um, the rum bar, you you go to, like with Shannon and Junebug and Johnny, because um, she uh, Junebug is supposed to meet someone there, and then uh, like some of the people from the bureau are there, and um, Conway is just kind of like drinking some 
drinking like drinking his sorrows away and he talks about how his time was almost up and stuff like that like so <clears throat> you get a little more insight into you kind of know like oh shit like this might be the end for Conway my boy my boy yeah. Conway yeah. Um, also there's just like a really great little uh, music section in there again too mm. um, in uh, nice. the, in interlude four the one um, there's like that guy who's doing the psychedelic news or the psychedelic weather report oh yeah oh yeah uh, he, El- Elmo no uh, Syra uh, Syria or Syra he plays like the slide guitar oh <clears throat> he's yeah. he's like the musician playing while uh, Ernie is talking, or I can't remember his name right now. Um, yeah, it's, good. Um, it's a good little section. Uh, at the beginning of I think Act Four, there's the flashback with Conway and his wife Lissette. Uh, I I think just Boss. Lissette is wow. the no, owner of the bar. And yeah, it's it's Lissette. Yeah, the, the kitchen the kitchen table. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. not his wife, though. Oh no, it's his. It's his boss. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, but I think I, you. I think you can change that. Oh, you could be. You could be able to. Um, yeah. I chose that. If there is a choice, I must have chosen boss because Conway talks about um, her husband not liking him. Mm, okay. Later on in the, um, the chapter, when he gives uh, Shannon the truck. Because Lisette's husband gives Shannon, or Lisette's husband gives yeah. Conway the truck, regardless of uh, not liking him, oh, and yeah. and then he gives it to Shannon. So I I was just thinking after that happened and after Conway gets taken away that I I don't think I really understood that Conway was going to be like a tragic character like that. I think I would have liked that setup to be a little bit earlier. Then all in one, all in one act. If that was like maybe a prelude to Act Three or even two, so you're like, oh, this is like a he's got a more tragic story than you really understand. Instead of all in one sitting, I think that would have been interesting. But that has to do, my guess, with like the years of development. There was definitely some foreshadowing going on at the end of Act Three, and also the interlude before, where in the the lower depths bar Mm -hmm. and um the owner selling the debt to the whiskey people Mm -hmm. uh and then like conway talking to them about his debt since he drank the uh fine whiskey and also getting the tour and stuff Mm -hmm. it kind of Mm -hmm. was expecting that to make his story to go in that direction if you know what i mean right there's a couple sections um in act two when you go in the museum i think the kids call you drunks (laughs) Yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I wrote down a couple notes and it was like I think they say you kind of broke in. Oh yeah. Um oh yeah, yeah. And they're like they're like they were kind of like yeah, because your dialogue is through their eyes. Um and then in that same section you can actually go to the lower depths bar, which I was telling Nolan this, you can go like up to the door. They won't go in because they're like, We don't go inside, uh there's too many drunks inside or something. Mm. So it's like Shannon and Conway are outside the bar. Nice. Oh, sweet. So there's some like kind of hinting at something going on in that direction, but yeah, his, his story does progress pretty quickly towards the end though. Like it would have been nice that 
maybe if he would have disappeared in Act Five, you know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I feel you. I I know exactly what you're talking about, though. Uh, was there any like uh moments that you guys thought were just like really stuck out to you? Uh, mine was definitely the uh Junebug and Johnny playing that song in the bar it was great. Yeah. That yeah. Part, that part was really great. That uh, was good. Oh, I was just gonna say basically anytime they uh like this music or the music in this game is like pretty ambient, but anytime they played like a musical like track, it was like it was a really interesting moment in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for me overall, like I liked a lot more individual moments than the game as a whole. Um like the bar section that you were just talking about, Eric, I love that. That was super cool. Um, also, the museum section where there's like the story of this just like derelict museum that's built on top of like old neighborhoods. And now that the museum is abandoned, it seems like people were able to move their houses back in or something like that. And there's like a giant bird that moves people in and out of this museum or something and you get swooped up by that at the end like that was such a cool like bizarre uh concept that i feel like it all played really well together like you're you know trying to figure out uh who conway and shannon was as they were going through there because they were trying to find the doctor right and just how the story was told through that part was was pretty awesome and also like the the moment when uh you're at the federal bureau of relocation or whatever it is uh-huh it's the bureau of reclaimed spaces okay that's it yeah when you're exploring that place and it's like level three bears <laughs> you just, yeah you go to that floor and there's just bears like where people would normally be at desks and you just walk around and they just like look at you <laughs> it's like so good. Uh, I mean, so there, there's just a lot of really cool, like individual moments where I was like, that really stood out to me more than the entire thing. Uh, I have one overall thing that I noticed as like an overall theme to it. Um, people love to rub their hands across surfaces. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys noticed that. I did. Um, in I think it's Act One when you're kind of exploring with your truck and everything, mm-hmm. you can actually go to a museum, which I don't know where it is on the map, but you can go to a museum and it gives you dialogue choices to go in the museum, look around, and then you can like break the glass to a window and then walk in a room. And you're just basically, it's like, do you rub your hands across the surfaces to figure out where you are? Cause it's too dark. Mm. And then oh, I yeah. noticed that was like throughout the entire game. Everyone was like giving okay. you directions based on cave yeah it's like feel the surface until you find mud yeah so i thought that was kind of funny throughout the game Hmm. i i do like i feel like the dialogue in this game was very descriptive in that way i mean you had like these really cool visuals but then the writing i thought was really excellent in the like kind of building the lore and also like the settings and stuff so yeah that i i really like that part too did you guys grab the eel and get electrocuted in the act one? <laughs> no. Oh, um, where would that, where was that even? So you're looking be? for Shannon and you go to the gas station. Uh-huh. 
or the there's like and he has like a fish store or it's like a bait store and he has oh, like yeah. tanks and you can stick your heart you can stick your arm oh, in the okay. tanks yeah and yeah, yeah. there's one that's like uh a luminescent and like pink and you can stick your arm in there and he's like feeling around and he grabs an electric eel and gets like Yeeks. knocked out that's <laughs> pretty good i agree with brian uh though like i had like a lot of i don't have like a favorite act as much as i have like favorite moments throughout the game um there was one in particular in act four uh I don't know if you guys went on this one, but did you guys go do the mushroom hunting with Shannon and Ezra? Yeah. No. Okay, so that was probably that. the one that you did. The you were probably sleeping at this point. Maybe. Um. <laughs> so you go mushroom hunting with the ship captain and Ezra, and there's like two stories simultaneously happening in two different dialogue boxes. So you're getting backstory for, um, man, what's the ship captain's name? Uh, Kate. Yeah. So you're getting mm-hmm. you're getting kind of a backstory about Kate and like what where how she can't like left her family behind to uh, be on her own and uh, like be on this boat and stuff. And then you're getting a backstory about Ezra being left at like a bus stop and being lost and separated from his family as both players are looking and um, for mushrooms. And stuff it's it's a really like interesting narrative uh choice and also just mm-hmm. like a really cool section and um it's something that i really liked about this game is like you're not just like it's not just like point and click every time it's not like you're mm-hmm. just like moving a character around sometimes the narrator changes positions like sometimes it's someone on a camera watching like your character move around or mm-hmm. sometimes like in the like you're talking about the museum it's like kids explaining about these um uh strangers like talking to all the people in this museum like i i just really liked how each scene is its own like narration and yes and like even in act five like act five you're a cat roaming around this town and it basically every time you make a, a circle like there's like time passage it's mm-hmm. it's a really really interesting way to tell a story yeah mm-hmm. i just i like it kind of kept it fresh too you know like i i didn't find myself getting bored because like they're changing the gameplay to continue the story so i thought that was really cool and um the individual moments is like what makes this game like really shine yeah um just to your point on act five um i i liked that way of storytelling in comparison to like the rest of the game too and i think i overall would have enjoyed the game a lot more if the entire thing played out in that type of style oh interesting yeah that was actually to be to be honest that was my least favorite part of the game act five Five? was yeah oh Um, man i was really high on act five oh man i felt like i was constantly trying to just find the next dialogue choice yeah, to, I mean you you are, you are, but uh, I guess you're. Are you saying you're kind of like trying to rush through it and just like what's the next one and like? No, like I did all the dialogues with the with the people, and I didn't realize mm-hmm. how to like kind of sit with the people sometimes and click through oh, the little right dialogues with them. I was gonna say maybe just because you're on the keyboard instead of the mouse. yeah. So that was mm-hmm. that was the other thing is like, um, 
I like the section before when you're in the um, TV studio. I thought that was a way better way of doing it. That was definitely my favorite interlude. Yeah, because it had so much more interactive things you kind of did in it. And then when you turned into the cat, it didn't have as many of those things. Yeah, I I think just the the fly on the wall concept was was cool. Yeah, in, I, in Act Five, I I like that as well. Um, or a cat in the in the grass. I didn't have any really issue like finding the finding the dialogues or anything, so it didn't bother me as much. If I if I had to say I was like really low on a section, it would probably be Act Four, just because. I didn't like having to choose either or. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wanted to go oh, for going places. Yeah. I, I, or... Yeah. Same with like why I don't appreciate that the last section's locked. If it's there on the map and I can go to it and explore it and I choose not to, that's one thing. But being not like not being like having all the um, content available to me. Mm-hmm. I felt was like a little bit of a detriment to the game because this game just about like taking your time, exploring as much as you want to and kind of getting these like nuggets of storytelling and folklore, you know, I, I just don't want those kind of like game walls to like block me from stuff. I think uh, my, my favorite interlude was the bar scene one that Eric played twice. I, yes, Jesus. I also really like that one. Yeah, uh, I like the lighting, the light switching. It was like kind of like uh, like theater esque, where you, you know you focus on. Yeah. Did you look behind you? Yeah. Okay, like because there's like theater seats behind you. Yeah, the theater direction yeah. and all that. I I did find it kind of uh, frustrating that you had to move back and forth between the parents and the two the two people at the bar. Yeah. I kind of wish they were closer together, just so. Cause like they would stop talking and then um, I wouldn't flick quick enough and I might've missed something, but I don't uh, think it would, the dialogue would start until you move moused over. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, okay. It just, um, I, I think I felt like a sense of like urgent. Like I was like, Oh, I got to flick to the next person. Like before I it think starts. The, the way that the dialogue is written that you're coming in med sentence, but you're not actually doing it. Oh, that's yeah. cool. That's, that's really cool. That's how I perceived it anyways. I'm not sure if that's true. I could could have been coming in mid-sentence because I was like looking around other stuff. But. So I, I guess overall, this is the most book club-esque video game <laughs> we, we've played. <laughs> yeah, so we definitely. actually did look up some kind of generic book club <laughs> type type of questions just to change it up a little bit. Yeah, we usually uh, talk. We're usually talking about gameplay more than uh, story and narration. So right, yeah, <laughs> and Mechan- you could, or mechanics. You, you could say this game is lacking on on uh, actual gameplay and mechanics. Yeah, but I don't think that's a detriment to the game, though. No, no, I I agree. It's just um, you move around and you click on some boxes. It's just it's just basic. There's not much to dive in there. Um, there's a lot of themes going on here. Um. And obviously, a lot of it is up to interpretation. So, what did you guys, what did you guys pick up on? I guess uh, I kind of went back to like Homer's Odyssey a little bit. Oh, interesting! Um, my goodness. Yeah, just having that like you know epic journey where you're 
trying to get to the end goal. And his Conway's end goal is like delivering this last package. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, then he meets all these familiar people along the way and kind of takes on their stories as well. I see it. Yeah, I see that as yeah. well. Like it does seem kind of like an epic quest. Uh, like it's definitely more about the people along the way and um, their stories and building like a the folklore around like this area of Kentucky. Um, I mentioned it at the beginning too. Like I get like really strong vibe, like themes of like loss, like loss and family and death, and also like dealing with loss of um, job, like your job and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so even uh, lost the TV show a little bit. Yeah, lost the TV show. Like <laughs> you could say that. Yeah, so much mystery. Mm-hmm. Where did the polar bear come from? Yeah, <laughs> Why are there bears in the office? Yeah. Uh, what about you, Brian? A lot of the kind of the 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 dark, brutal sides of capitalism and what that can do to small towns and societies as a whole and the crushing weight of debt that people that a a large population of people will experience in America. Um, You know, debt, how it can shape your, your life, your outlook on life, your, how you view your, your own success in relation to the amount of debt that you have to other people. Um, is one thing and just how like you know the electrical company just completely abandons this town um and just leaves it in shambles um and i think to me it like i drew that as like a direct correlation i mean i know the game's been developed over a long time but i was very easily comparing able to compare that to like fracking and what that does to like those small town communities where fracking is going on mm-hmm. um, and just how it devastates like their economy and water and livelihood and destroys it. And then soon as like, you know, that area is out of natural gas or they're done fracking, they just move on and like that entire area is in, in shambles. So, I mean, depressing shit for sure. It, it is pretty depressing, <laughs> but they're just left to their own means to like figure out how they want to move on. And, and especially in act five, uh, some people just like decide to pick up and and leave because they feel like that's what best what is best for them. And some people feel like they have some tie or, you know, to get their community back up off the ground um, is like another another viable option that people choose. Um, I don't think there's any right or wrong in, in that scenario. But I th- yeah, I think that's. I think that was one of the main reasons I liked uh, Act Five so much because it felt like the most optimistic. <laughs> uh, like in although it just centers around a <laughs> a funeral for two horses. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Right. But like it's like almost like it was like a good closure coping uh, act that <clears throat> left me with like okay like. It was like the end of their their journey, and now things have kind of like changed, and they can move forward with like like Shannon was kind of uh, burying her cousin almost, and also Conway, and mm-hmm. like 
Ezra was uh, was like moving off to well for me he joined the band with Junebug and Johnny so mm -hmm. he was moving forward with him and stuff so mm -hmm. I don't know I think uh, there's more of a glimmer of glimmer of hope yeah in, in yeah. the the end of that act then they're re rebuilding like they're rebuilding the town kind of mm -hmm. like uh, so I just think that's why I liked Act Five so much compared like. I liked all. I liked overall. I liked all the other acts too, but I thought mm -hmm. it was a good uh, bookend to the story. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think Act Five was great thematically. It's just the controls at Act Five I didn't prefer. Yeah, but yeah, definitely a strong, uh, strong vibes of uh, crushing debt and um, people being left out to their own devices mm -hmm. throughout the game. Um, that, I think that's also why I like the interlude um, in the bar kind of conversations they were having about how like selling their debt to un like the whiskey people and the daughter is talking about her parents being like bums, you know, basically like, yeah, they just drink. They just can't stop drinking. And and then like they're, you're listening to their conversation and the mom is talking about how she's been working at this supermarket for 20 years and mm -hmm. she might be getting a promotion and yeah. management and, material. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, maybe manage. And you're just like, damn dude, <laughs> like this is freaking heart wrenching. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that was actually going into this game. A lot of people were concerned about just the representation of Kentucky in general. And they were thinking it was, Oh, it's just, backwoods like hillbillies oh um, really i didn't get that at all no 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 so that was like the um, the kickstarter trailer they made there's a lot of comments on that trailer basically saying that and cardboard computers kind of came out and said hey we're from illinois but we have friends and family in kentucky so most of the ideas came from visiting kentucky and tennessee in the summer and doing research on the cultural history so I thought that was interesting just because people have such a divisive view on Kentucky. What a real shocker. People up in arms over a trailer before consuming the content to <laughs> actually judge. I honestly, I would love, on. I hope uh, Noclip does like a deep dive documentary into this game because mm. I would love to hear some insight, you know? Yeah, it would be a good one. I don't need to know like what it all means, you know, like I like games like, or I like content like this where it's up to interpretation. Like mm -hmm. there's definitely value in that, but I would love to like see like where their ideas came from and how they developed it over so many years and stuff like that, you know? Let's yeah. I mean, we it. talked to, we talked about the ending a little bit, but um, do you guys have any final thoughts on um, the ending and kind of the overall, just how did it get there? Uh, I had some interesting notes just kind of throughout the game, mainly. Um, I I kind of assumed Weaver was a ghost or dead through the game. Mm -hmm. So I, then I was trying to think of, are the other characters kind of in passing? Or are they in limbo and trying to, like, move on from these situations? Mm -hmm. And then the chapter three in general, when you go to, which is probably my favorite name for a chapter... Oh, the Hall of the Mountain King. Mm. Yeah. Um, 
I thought that whole chapter was awesome when you're like in the computer simulation. Yeah, mm. you're in Xanadu. Mm-hmm. Xanadu, yeah, and then you start actually doing a lot of the story elements um, that were kind of throughout the game. Yeah, yeah. you're like developing the cave, right? Yeah, and you're like worried <clears throat> about these invaders, which are basically the people working for the mining company. Yeah, as you're doing um, your uh, audio uh, recordings. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then there was people later in the game that kind of met through this computer simulation. It was like a dating website, essentially. Mm. I, I I don't know what the ending was exactly, but I was thinking it was either kind of a play or a computer simulation in some way. Um, but then later, when you're like in that town, it does seem apparent that you're kind of out of it. Everyone just is coping with their own stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm really glad... Um... I was a little worried they were going to go the limbo route as well. Like, like I, I was really hoping it wasn't going to just end act five with like, and you're all dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think I was pleasantly surprised that I got definitely got some lost vibes there. <laughs> yeah. Same. Some limbo. It just felt like a lot of limbo. Yeah, stuff. for yeah. sure. But I feel like they, they skirted the line pretty well, a little better than lost did. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> what did it all mean? I it's super interesting that you know there's this delivery to the five dogwood drive and you come out of the the hole that is the route the route 0 I guess. Um that 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 structure just showed up essentially like they were saying it. And it's kind of just this omni present thing where it's not what it's perceived to be like they're inside of it and they're like oh wow it's way bigger and like the light in here is way different than you would think it would be so it's like this kind of i don't don't, i don't know i don't know what it is it almost has something for everyone a little bit (laughs) yeah yeah like it's not at all what it means and it's, it's some sort of like everything is a means to an end type of story or something. I I have a hard time wrapping my head around exactly what it is. And I honestly, after finishing the the game last night uh, and this morning, haven't had much time to to dwell on it. So I'm, I'm having a hard time with it as a, as a concept. And I, I think I'm mostly stuck on, the five dogwood drive itself the 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 building has to mean mean something that i can't quite put my finger on or at least or or at least rationalize in my own thoughts <laughs> or how did your truck get underneath that uh section it was on the boat it was on the boat was yeah. it on the boat yeah. yeah you're you're they pick you up on the ferry in act 3 mm-hmm. and then act 4 oh, is oh i didn't you... see i didn't see the truck on there at all well, i don't think you ever see, I don't think it, you see it yeah but it, it's a ferry okay. to get you to uh what was the last place called i can't remember I, well you're on the river, river echo right but that's the only way to get to five dogwood drive is, which is yeah. also underground the whole the whole way right yeah which i thought like i love the little like um stories you get from at the gas station mm-hmm. about like it took me a second to like figure out that you're underground or like mm-hmm. in a tunnel, but mm-hmm. yeah. That reminds me real quick. When you depart the ferry, the Mucky Mammoth, 
and you go through that like bat section and get yeah. to that oh, that yeah. cave. That cave was beautiful. It was. It, it was really so was. cool, like the reflective green kind of glass or whatever it was supposed to be. Yeah, like the tile on in the tunnel. Yeah, that was super cool. That was yeah. a, a really cool moment. I mean, we didn't really talk about the visuals in this game very much, but man, there are some beautiful moments in this game mm-hmm. overall. Like, uh, Eric, you were talking about how one of your favorite parts was the point where um, Junebug and Johnny were singing. Man, yeah. when the ceiling like opens up, oh yeah, and like mm-hmm. like you're you're kind of like progressing the song along, which I will say by the way that I waited, I paused for like five minutes probably because I thought the they were just gonna play it. I didn't think I had oh. any choice. Yeah, <laughs> so I was just like, oh, this is a sweet. This is like a little sweet pop interlude. But are mm-hmm. they gonna like move on? Am I waiting? What's going on? Yeah, uh, or like even when you're on the boat um, and you're. Um, moving in and out of the inside of the boat and how the kind of walls like disappear and open up into like another scene. Like, man, so sweet. But uh, back to the ending and stuff. Like to me, the five dogwood drive was just like a reason to progress the story. Right. Mm-hmm. like you're yeah. it's more like obviously it's more about like like who you meet and like the stories they're telling and mm-hmm. uh, but like the the five dogwood drive was like a fresh start almost it was almost like new beginnings a little bit you know like mm-hmm. each when each character is kind of like oh yeah we can set up a studio in here and i can set my workshop up in here and blah 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 like it was like almost like a they're kind of leaving they're like getting under the the foot of the man almost <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what i mean um, but you can also like make all his character leave essentially right right uh which i which was kind of interesting i i chose to have them all kind of stay there mm-hmm. yeah as like a community because i like throughout the story that was kind of like my story was like building a family amongst uh friends you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah i thought the game was going to end with them kind of being like okay we're here at five dogwood drive but then it continues and then you have this kind of memorial service at the end which Mm -hmm. like i didn't expect and i really enjoyed so yeah do you who do you think the neighbors were well the neighbors were the horses no, I know, but in general, do you think it was more of a? I mean, I, I think these are our, these are our friends that died here at some point because they're talking about the history of the horses being the first man, essentially. Yeah, I mean, I I could they were the first ones there. That's what I thought is it was the the ghosts that were showing up, like all the past people that were there, and that it's kind of part of it is in in carrying on like people staying there and just not is in respect to the people that were there before. And that was like all the ghosts that were populating the funeral or the memorial service as the song played on. And I kind of figured the horses were just a uh, manifestation of the past. Man, deep. I'm, I'm really sad. So right deep. Now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um, again, I feel like uh, this game leaves on like a pretty positive, ins- inspiring note. I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it 
if they would have ended it in a very tragic way, it would have been not a fun experience. No, I feel <laughs> like this. I mean, overall, like, I don't know if it's my choices I made, but it was pretty downtrodden for sure. So to end on like, uh, like the ghosts kind of all appearing and singing this song together, mm-hmm. like felt really nice. Yeah, for sure. So would you guys like to see more storytelling framed in this format as a as a video game? Uh yeah, I, th- I think so. It's a good um it's a good way to tell a story. The hard part for me just in general is keeping my attention and reading a lot becomes kind of taxing. I have to be in the right mood. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Uh and this definitely was not the most uplifting experience <laughs> throughout the game. Yeah. Uh nor was it like if we're talking about books it's not like a page turner Mm -hmm. uh so i think it's fine but yeah keeping the attention of people throughout how long this game actually is is tough Mm -hmm. so it would depend on the the medium for sure yeah um but my personally like i am not uh against at all of the cross blending of uh pop culture mediums like whether it's books to video games or the like concept albums where stories are told through, you know, entire album of music or anything like that. I think they're all like really cool uh, concepts and stuff. So I am not opposed to it at all. I think, I mean, of course we played this game specifically for the podcast. Uh, What I have, personally picked this game like just off the shelf to play at this moment in time no and that's gonna dive a little further into like my overall thoughts on the game um in my recommendation of this game i think you just have to know what it is before going into it but i'm not opposed to replaying this game again um in a different mindset or playing something uh in this in the same vein uh yeah i mean i agree like i don't i would have a hard time recommending this game to someone who's looking for like a new game to play but if i know someone like is into magical realism is into like this kind of storytelling i would totally be like i know you may not be into video games but maybe try this game out because it's a really interesting narration and Mm -hmm. also it's a pretty interesting story. Um, I like this kind of um, storytelling. Like, um, I really like American Gods. Uh, like that, like traveling cross country, getting these like little vignette stories about like what's happening um, in uh, like this current state of time. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I appreciated that a part of the game, and also I like um, just like. I like a like a pretty grounded story amongst just kind of like fantasy stuff that is just like part of the background almost. It's not like mm-hmm. it's not like brought up as like there's no character being like what like I've never seen anything yeah, like yeah, this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So I liked like that it wasn't like a puzzle game. I I I like that like the narration would change and the controls would change to kind of fit the narration. Mm-hmm. As like if you're like controlling a a specific character through like a dialogue or you're like a fly on the wall or like a cat running around getting these little conversations through a, a period of time like 
Mm-hmm. I would love to see more stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's, I, I just, I think it, it kind of, um, it went in a direction I didn't expect and it kind of affected me more than I thought it would. And mm-hmm. once I kind of got into the mindset of like, okay, I'm just reading a book. Like I just need to like think about it in that kind of mindset and not try to play the game. Like right. It became much more enjoyable to me. Right. Yeah. yeah I can't, ima- I can't imagine the opposite of this being a movie and being no. something people engage with, you know? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I could see it being kind of a movie, but have you seen the movie? Uh, it was an HBO movie. It's like Samuel Jackson and Tommy Lee Jones. They just sit in an apartment for an hour and a half and they talk. Oh yeah. That's yeah. great. It's great. Yeah. It's fantastic movie. Like there's stuff like that, that I think totally does work. Um, so Nolan, I think you kind of blended uh, the last three topics together. I don't know if you have more to expand on your overall thoughts or no, uh, your I, recommendation? I uh, I mean, like I like I said, I, I recommend it. I liked it overall. And uh, I just want to see more like this. Like, like I want it, its own genre of uh, video game storytelling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, Eric, your overall thoughts and would you recommend it? Uh, yeah, I would say be in the right state of mind mm-hmm. knowing you're going like all in on a full length book. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely take it slow, and I would recommend it. But if you're looking for like a trying to think of like a, a more puzzle driven click adventure, this is definitely not it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just keep in mind it's very narrative driven, mm-hmm. and um, kind of enjoy the choices, I guess. Mm-hmm. I I. In that same token, like we all played this over a month. I wonder how stark of a difference it is playing it over, you know, the seven years from original release to now and how much that impacts your uh, thoughts of the game. I mean, I was excited when it came out. I played the first chapter and I was awesome. But then I didn't keep up with it because it was such a big, you know, um, time difference. Right. I feel like you would have to replay the last act before starting the new act just to remember what's going on. Um, so my overall thoughts, I mean, to be completely honest, I was telling Nolan this before we uh, started recording that I had a pretty hard time playing this game uh, this month. Um, and I just compared it to like reading a book and your mind is elsewhere where you just you get four or five pages past and you're like, wait, what the hell did I just read or what just happened? Um, I think just right now with everything going on, like my mind is like so distracted on a lot of different aspects that it was hard, hard to play and really like digest a lot of what was going on. Um, Mm -hmm. So I do definitely want to play this game at another time in a different mindset. I think just right now, which one of the reasons why I'm really looking forward to our game next month, uh, is like more of, more of an escape type of game, you know, where I can like, that's mostly why I play video games to get my mind off of other things. And this one just being like mostly reading, like my mind would just instantly jump somewhere else. And I'm like, Damn it! I'm trying to pay attention <laughs> to this game, but I'm honestly worried worried about a lot of stuff going on right now. So, 
it's hard. It's a hard one. Um, and then that just goes in the recommendation. Like you just have to know what it is before you dive into it. Um, I, I think a lot of people will like this, especially if they like some people. Like, I think there's two different people who like to read books. Like some people like, you know, the straightforward type of stories where it's told to them, you know, like here's the story and here's what's happening and here's the characters and all that stuff. And then there's ones you have to dive a little bit deeper into trying to comprehend what's going on and a lot of the stuff we've been talking about, like underlying themes and all that type of stuff. So it, it kind of just depends what kind of reading and stuff you like to do. Um, yeah. If, to the to the average person who plays video games, um, no, definitely not. I, w- I would feel like yeah. a lot of people that even listen along to our podcast and play games with us probably aren't going to be into it. It's it's hard to say. It's a hard recommendation to to give. Yeah, I think if you've been following it and you know what it's about, then you know you're gonna play it and enjoy it. Yep. It's hard to recommend, but also like I think it's a experience worth having if you're looking for something unique. Mm. That's true. It's a good point. Like it it reminds me um, a lot of Virginia. I think we had a lot of these same type of conversations like what the hell did this mean and what was happening here and that type of stuff um um if i'm if i was to compare these i would say i think kentucky route zero does a better storytelling job than virginia does though yeah yeah virginia was like especially towards the second half like it gets wild really fast but that could also just be really due Mm -hmm. to the length of the game you know what i mean mm-hmm. so like that game could have told a better story over multiple acts i feel like if like how kentucky Route zero does yeah so, yeah but yeah it's they are similar as in like um interpretation of the themes and stuff like that any other final thoughts or comments uh i'm curious if they're gonna keep making games like this mm-hmm. I, yeah or take a man i mean like they worked on it for so many years maybe they'll want to do something a little different yeah i'm excited to see what they come up with next because i they just have a really good aesthetic and they have an eye for detail that's pretty awesome yeah yeah and something we didn't go into but we can just mention briefly is this changed drastically from what it started out being oh yeah on kickstarter yeah like the the Kickstarter visuals were very much like claymation side scroller. I don't know what. I don't know if it was just like a quick visual that they came up with or, yeah. I'm glad they went in the direction they did. <laughs> nice. Uh, I have one quick thing I meant to bring up in the moment. Uh, I took a screenshot of this when I was playing the game and I liked it a lot. When you first get to Oh God! You'll have to remind me again. The Bureau of uh, of um, the Bureau of Re- Reclaimed Spaces. 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 Yes. So you're waiting in the lobby, and you have to look at these TVs that are built into like this brick wall. Uh, I took a screenshot of this particular dialogue. Just uh, my uh, education is in 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 industrial design, and there's a nice little blurb that I'll read to you. The television is playing an instructional video on elevator design. 
It is crucial to maintain proper lighting in an elevator. In the absence of sight, passenger's sense of motion is greatly enhanced. The passenger should never feel as though they are physically ascending or descending. The elevator should create the illusion of the building being flat. This is the mark of a successful elevator design. Really, really hit home. (laughs) It was great. I was like, oh, this is exactly like textbook industrial design shit, which I liked. Okay. So, Brian. Yeah, but. What are we playing next month? What are we playing next month? Actually, I know. We're playing Control. Uh, I'm going to read this little blurb on Wikipedia. Control is an action-adventure game developed by Remedy Inter- Entertainment. Uh, this is my own edition from Alan Wake fame. And did they do anything else before that? Yeah, they did uh, Max Payne. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought it was, Max Payne. Um, <laughs> un- they did, did they do Max Payne, the newest one, with Rockstar? Uh, I don't know, but I mean, they made, they originally did Max Payne. Yeah. Uh, the game revolves around the Federal Bureau of Control, the FBC, a secret U.S. government agency tasked with containing and studying phenomena that violate the laws of reality. As Jesse Faden, the Bureau's new director, players explore the oldest house, the FBC's paranormal headquarters and utilize powerful abilities in order to defeat a dreadful enemy known as the Hiss, which has invaded and corrupted reality. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say that I've played a good amount of this game. I'm going to mm-hmm. restart it for the podcast. Nice. Because uh, it's been a, it's been, I played it when it first came out and then kind of fell off just because of so many other games. But yeah, uh, I'm, pretty excited to get back into it um it's got a really interesting like x files setting mm-hmm. um also if you like the way remedy tells stories like it's very much like you'll you'll feel right at home nice uh i think overall this was on a lot of uh game of the year 2019 lists yeah i, I think, think it won, won too mm-hmm. i think it won, it won best game of the year did it win all yeah. of them I mean, I, th- uh, I know it won some. I mean, it won. Uh, I mean, if you want to, I think it won the video game awards. Oh, uh, okay, cool. Yeah, it was really. Um, a lot of I, reviewers were really high on this game. Yeah. It was really, I think, buggy when it first came out, right? Uh, so that was the main. This game. It was having a hard time running on PlayStation and Xbox, mm-hmm. and you needed a pretty high-end PC to run it, mm-hmm. um, just because this was um, this game takes a lot of um, ray tracing. It has a lot of ray tracing elements into it, mm. and that is realistic, the most realistic lighting uh, rendering, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's ahead of its time. It's it is a little ahead of its time, so I know that it was running uh, pretty bad on the PlayStation and Xbox when it first came out. But I'm I'm all resolved now, though. Resolved that, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, it looks really good, though. Like I can, I just got a new graphics card, and I'm really excited to play it with full ray tracing on. Nice. Yeah, it's a fairly short single player game. I want to say 10, yeah, 11 hours on how long to beat. 
16 and a half hours if you're hitting those extras. So not too bad. And it's, you know, not like we have anything else to do, really. That's <laughs> right. Uh, Eric, anything to add on control? Uh, no. Um, excited to see what's come from these guys after Alan Wake. Yeah. Cool. Oh, they also did um, uh, Quantum Break. Oh, the yeah, the series. Oh, yeah. The, like, video game TV miniseries mashup that was supposed to happen. Man, everyone's tried that. <laughs> they have. They have. I, I think people like that game, too, but the, right. the TV experiment just failed. Didn't they? I yeah. mean, didn't they end up just uh, building it into the game, like the live action stuff? I don't. I don't even know. I, okay. I don't know enough about that game. Um, yeah. Just because I never Feel, played it. That game looked cool like any, too. I wanted to. Play anytime that. you get uh, Sean Ashmore from um, Animorphs fame, you gotta. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Iceman. Really. <laughs> Iceman. Oh yeah. Iceman. <laughs> All right. Uh, cool, guys. That'll do it uh, for us for the month of March. Like we said, we hope everybody is doing good out there. Stay stay healthy. Uh, take care of yourselves. Um, of course, share the podcast. Leave us any reviews on Apple Podcasts. That's always help, uh, helpful. Uh, send, any, send us any feedback at videogamerations at gmail.com, Twitter at VGRations, and our Discord, which you'll find the link in our Twitter bio yeah stay stay home yeah uh we'll hopefully we'll be it'll be interesting to see where we're at in a month yeah yeah oh yeah. my gosh yeah definitely <laughs> cool cool and uh, enjoy control and we'll check you at the end of april see ya see ya bye-bye